This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura, precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit Acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. And good morning, Canada. Zucchino and Weeks in studio. What did our producer just say? Adam Scully <laughs> said it's the first time in nine weeks that the two of us have been here together. Well, like, <laughs> let's think about this. In the last nine weeks, we've had an Open Championship, a Canadian Open, a PGA, a World Golf Championship. Um, yeah. What else happened? <laughs> Lots of stuff happened. Lots of travel for everyone. We just looked up the clock. We were just sitting here chatting. Looked up the clock, and I wait a minute. I heard the sports update. Go, hold on. I say, I think we're on the air. We better, we better get going here, Bob. Well, there's a lot to talk about. Even though it's just kind of a post-major week, yes. uh, there's still lots of things happening in the world of golf, as always. And uh, how was your week? Now, you spoke with uh, Brandon Little. Uh, this week, who is the caddy of Gary Woodland and the former caddy of Mike Weir, and you did had a great conversation with him. So we're going to we're going to actually uh, tee that up and run that in segment three today uh, here on GTC. But uh, you, what else you had going on this week? Well, it's been a busy week. Lots of uh, lots of. I mean, I came back from from the PGA on Monday, so we were lots of post talk about that. I talked with you on the air yesterday. You were hosting uh, Toronto very today, eloquent, very eloquently, which I had no idea what it was, and I apologize for that when you asked me to come on Toronto today. I thought it was like <laughs> you or something. You were hosting myself, Whoopi Goldberg, <laughs> yeah, um, right. Rosie O'Donnell, and a few other ladies around a round table. I thought you might be interested. Right. I thought <laughs> no, but it's basically Leafs lunch. But there's no yes. leaves, right? Yeah, so when uh, I think when Leaf Lunch takes the summer off, uh, you know, because the hockey people, I, like, see, here's the thing. I'm going to take, I'm taking a shot at all of our hockey people here on TSN <laughs> Television Radio, who do a wonderful job, by the way. But I'm taking a shot. You all need time off. <laughs> oh, the hockey season's done, so we're taking time off. The golf season oh, never I, ends. I don't recall golf season ending, nope. do you, Bob? I don't, I don't recall time off for Bob and Mark. Everyone Ever. Asks, when do we get holidays? Well, that day after Christmas. The day <laughs> Boxing after, day. <laughs> Boxing day is our day off. Uh, but, but yeah, so yeah, so Leaf Lunch goes away. And right. when Leaf Lunch goes away, Toronto Day Toronto Today replaces Leaf Lunch. Gotcha. It's a generic sports talk program. It's good. Well, you were you were an eloquent host. I listened to you not only when we were talking, but on the drive home. I was up at Eagle's Nest doing some stuff up there, and I came back and... Uh, listening to you in the car was very good. Well, we I talked sh- wrestling. I we snuck talked in a wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I I snuck in some wrestling. This Sunday is SummerSlam, Bob. It's the biggest <laughs> event of the summer, so I had to had to slide that in. But uh, I got to tell you a little bit about my Thursday because uh, it was our member guest at the Toronto Hunt. Uh oh, as defending champion on Thursday. Oh. Uh, with my friend Simon Mahoney, who's Boy. like great, one of my best all-time childhood friends, and Boy he lives for the repeat. In, yes, lives in D.C. He flew up from D.C. He actually left his wife's family reunion. To, I thought you were going to say he's left his left his wife to play in the. <laughs> he did. He wasn't that committed. <laughs> okay, wasn't that committed. Uh, we were horrible. Collectively, we were horrible. Yours truly. Uh, it is. Uh, they changed the format uh, to. We used to have like eighteen-hole best ball, which we still have in our July member guest. But they changed the format in the second member guest to be three nine-hole matches. Okay. So we're in three nine-hole matches. My putting, Bob, was so bad. The fist grip, the everything you could putt. Nothing. My putting was so bad that by the last match, 
I almost considered putting right-handed. <laughs> I went into the pro shop and almost considered putting. And, and I got talked out of it, and I putted the last nine holes with my driver. With your driver? But, and I had 15 putts and no three putts. It was the best <laughs> putting performance I had all day. I, I, in fact, the first hole, I knocked in a nine-footer for birdie with my driver on the first hole. I went driver, lob wedge driver for three. Two drivers. <laughs> no putters. Hey, Adam Scott carried two putters in the final round right. of the PGA Championship. I'm going to carry none. So his thinking was that he he was going to use, as I think this is right, if there were really long putts, he was going to use the, the regular length yes. putter? Yes, yes. But he never really had any that were that demanded that. I don't think it came out of the He bag. hit it too well. Yeah. He hit it well. Right. You know, it's funny because the hardest thing putting with the driver, which is also a long putter, right? Yeah. The hardest thing putting with the driver is, is the long putts. The short ones are, are really easy to bang in because you don't really have to move the driver much. You only right. got to move it a little because the face is hot. So knocking in like 8-footers, 9-footers, 15, you get like 40, 50-foot lag putts, it's tough with the driver. But I'm willing to commit to work on this well, I'm Yeah, well, I'm sorry that uh, it didn't, didn't repeat, but yeah, uh, well, I'm even sorrier for your putting struggles. Uh, we did good in the uh, drink yourself into a coma division. <laughs> we did good in that one. All right, Bob, we got lots to get to. Let's get to some news and headlines. News and Headlines is brought to you by Porter Airlines. Now flying direct to 16 Canadian destinations and 7 U.S. destinations direct, including Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Visit flyporter.com. Porter Airlines, flying refined. Now, speaking of Myrtle Beach, before we get to news and headlines, uh, word on the street, and we may have a formal announcement in the next week or so, but there might be a Myrtle Beach versus Ontario, Golf Ontario Myrtle Beach event coming up that's wow. a home-and-home home thing. So wow. we'll let you know what's going on with that. Uh, also, earlier this week when I was hosting Toronto Today, we asked the Twitter poll question. The tr- Twitter poll question was, how many times will Tiger win between now and Augusta? And your choices were one one win, two or more wins, or no wins. I'm going to let you know what the results were later on in the show, Bob, okay. because th- some of the results, I think, will surprise you. But the reason I'm going to that is in news and headlines here, right off the top, Tiger commits to playing the BMW Championship, which could mean, in theory, that he's going to play all four, assuming he plays well, he's going to play all four playoff events be very hard for him not to play all four uh, playoff events, considering where he's starting from in the pack. Mm-hmm. And that's a surprise. That's a lot of golf, and it adds one more start for him to p- potentially win again and win soon. Well, if he plays those four and he gets picked, I mean, this is, I think, a foregone conclusion. He'll get picked for the Ryder Cup. That's four events in five weeks, right? Yeah. So that's a lot of golf for a guy with uh, with a re- reconstructed back, but he's already on a pretty busy schedule anyway when you consider that uh, what he played leading into it so uh, it's great I mean that means he's he feels healthy that means he's feeling in a good in good shape and it means he's ready to go and uh, and I agree it's an, another chance to win and after what we saw in the last couple of majors who knows what could happen yeah it look it, you know who maybe he might win in the playoffs and what a way to validate a Ryder Cup pick with a victory right in the playoffs so now speaking of Ryder Cup Bob uh, the eight are set for America. The eight are not set for Europe yet, but just looking at America, this is your U.S. Ryder Cup team as of right now as we have our eight that have qualified. Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson. Is there a pulse in the first two members of the Ryder Cup, U.S. Ryder Cup team? <laughs> Can't find a pulse between Kepka and DJ at one and two. Justin Thomas and Patrick Reed at three or four. There's some pulses. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Bubba Watson, there's actually four players there at Bubba Watson. It's four personalities. 
Uh, Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler, and Webb Simpson, your players' champion, coming in at number eight. Ricky Fowler uh, withdrew from the first playoff event next week because of that uh, injury that was uh, bugging him. Doctor. Yes. So Ricky Fowler, uh, hopefully healthy for the rest of the playoffs and the Ryder Cup. So those are the top eight, Bob. Here are the outside looking in. Bryson DeChambeau at nine. Phil Mickelson at ten. Tiger vaulted all the way to 11 after his performance at the PGA. Then Xander Shoffley, Matt Kuchar, Kevin Kister, and Tony Finau. Let's assume Mickelson and Woods are locks because that's everyone in the universe has told us that. Where do you think these two next picks are going? Boy, I don't know. I mean, you know, the one thing that you look at when someone asked me the other day on a, doing one of the other radio shows uh, in Vancouver, and they said, you know, who are you going to pick if you're, if you're Jim Furyk? I said, well, you pick Tiger Woods because he's the guy who's playing the best, but the other guys are kind of going backwards to a certain extent. I mean... Uh, Maybe Shoffley's the, the one you can make the argument that's playing decent? Yeah, but I, I, still, I still would probably look down a little bit to, to Tony Finau. For the uh, length and the format? Yeah, just... I think if you... You know, you know Kisner is so straight and such a good putter, mm-hmm. he would compliment a long hitter somewhere down the line. So I don't know. There's a... I think I think Jim Furyk has some tough picks, and I'm not 100% locked in on Phil Mickelson. I'm about 90%, but I think there's still uh, still some some views he wants to take. He wants to see some of these guys, and of course he played with with Shoffley and uh, Finau for the first two rounds at the uh, at the PGA Championship. So we'll see what happens. I Lots th- of interesting things going on there. I think Mickelson's a lock, but I don't think he necessarily should be. But I'd be shocked. I think they've already. That's probably a good that, way to put it. You know, but I know you know, unlike Tiger, who's in recent months have justified the play. I think Mickelson. They'll go back to the fact that he's never had to be a captain's pick in his 23 year history, and the fact that Mickelson won this year. He has a calendar win on the year. I think they'll just point to that to, for justification and to take that out. Uh, I'm wondering if Matt Kuchar is the veteran on the odd man out here, Bob, which will be weird because it's been a long time since Kuchar has not been part of a U.S. international team. Yeah, but I think I think there's guys who are playing better than him right now. I agree. I um, agree. I think that's, that's what you got to go with is the hot hand. It's never an easy decision, obviously. You're going to upset somebody. Now, uh, next week, you'll be in Regina. 15 Canadians in the CP Women's Open. You're yes. off to Regina, and that's a big one on Canadian soil for our ladies. It is, and and it's uh, there's a lot of good players in that field. I think the uh, the depth they've got, they've got the number one in the world with Aria Jatanagarn, and they've got, I mean, it just goes down the list in terms of, of what you look at uh, um, the players that you want to see. Lexi Thompson is going to play, you know, coming back after her big admission of, of the mental health issues she's been facing. Uh, obviously, all the majority of the eyes are going to be on Brooke Henderson. They got Wascana Golf Club, which unfortunately has struggled with conditioning. Of, they, it, this place is usually in mint condition every year, and this year they got kind of ravaged. So they've been hard at work. Uh, I heard they spent like a million dollars resodding fairways and things. Wow. So we'll see what it gets there. Hopefully, it'll be a good, in good condition for them. The, the fans, corporate support, and volunteer is through the roof. Uh, obviously, when you come to a place like Regina where they haven't had this kind of level of golf for a long time, if ever, uh, people are going to come out. So it's going to be, a, uh, I think, like a repeat of what we saw in, in Ottawa last year, that big love-in for Brooke. Oh, that's great. That would be wonderful to see. Uh, now, speaking of things wonderful to see, how about guys shooting 59? <laughs> yeah. Brad Snedeker in the opening round. This is what kills me. In the opening round of the Wyndham Championship, which is the last event to punch your ticket to the playoffs, this is the end of the regular season on the PGA Tour, Goes out and shoots 59 in the opening round, becoming the ninth man in history to break 60 on the PGA Tour. It's the 10th round sub-60, as uh, Jim Furyk shot both a 58 and a 59, but nine players now have broken the 60 barrier. He shoots 59 
in the opening round, and he has to rally late on Friday to keep the lead in the golf tournament, Bob. It always happens. They had a great graphic on Golf Channel yesterday talking about what the guys have shot the next day. And so very few of them have uh, have done that. I think only four or five have actually gone on to win as well. Not everyone wins. Yeah, that's right. That's right. If you think about it, my favorite, what's your favorite 59? Because my favorite 59, other than Adam's, because he's Canadian, we know yep. him, and, you know, other than Adam, because of the Homer aspect of it and the personal attachment to who's doing it, Dave Duvall in a final round on a Sunday. Yeah, that's pretty cool. To win is kind of like. That's big. You know, the most stunning one I ever saw, the only one I ever actually saw live, was at, I went to Q School one year, and David Gossett. Remember David Gossett? Yes! He shot 59 in Q School and still didn't get his card. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Do you remember uh, uh, Phil Mickelson shooting 59 in the Grand Slam of Golf? Yes. Uh, when the, the PGA of America used to have that event down in, I think it was in Bermuda, Bermuda. that year. That's right. He lipped out on the last hole for 58 wow. for PGA of America. Uh, uh, the Grand Slam of Golf. Well, I, and think of, did Nota Begay not shoot 58 once in a U.S. Open qualifier? He did. That's right. That's, That's nice. right. In a U.S. Open qualifier. Jason Bone shot 58 at the in, uh, in uh, Canadian was, Tour. I was going right? to say McKenzie Tour, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Well, Jesus, man, it's just so low these days. Crazy. Now, speaking of low, Canadians making a move in the FedEx Cup. That's what we're going to hit next. Nick Taylor, after two rounds, vaulting himself inside the 125. Hernsey and Connors on the move. We'll talk Canadians at the Wyndham next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit Acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the TP5 and TP5X Golf Ball. Five layers make it exactly like nothing else. Visit tailormadegolf.ca to switch today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC. Lots to get to today. We'll have Brandon Little coming up in our next segment with Bob. We've got Winners Weird and What. We'll give some free golf away. We'll give away a free round of golf at Muskoka Bay. Only a couple weeks left for that. Of course, we'll have some scully time. But, Bob, big news at the Wyndham Championship. It's the final event of the regular season. Your last chance to punch your ticket to the playoffs. And we covered this earlier this week on Golf Talk Canada Television, our one-hour recap show of the PGA Championship. We said, come on, Team Canada, let's make a push. Let's punch your ticket. And somebody was listening, because right now, <laughs> David Hearn is in a T4 position after rounds of 64 and 67, and he's not the only one making a push. Let's look at the bottom. Let's look at the right now, the projected 125. Nick Taylor, as of right now, after two rounds of the Wyndham Championship, is projected to fire up six spots to land at 123, which would get him full status on the PGA Tour and send him to the playoffs. Moving from 129 to 123, Taylor makes the big push. Go a few spots down. Corey Connors with a couple good rounds, playing well right now at 128, just on the outside looking in. So if Connors has a big weekend or a decent weekend even, considering that uh, there's a couple of guys in front of him aren't even playing. Yeah, He'll have right. a chance to get this done. So go on, Corey. A couple of good days, even a good day on Saturday might be enough for you. And then the real big move, the monster move, 
David Hearn vaulting 22 spots from 156 to 134. And I kind of did some math. And depending on how things shake out, a solo third or better might be enough for Hearn to crack the 125, Bob. Solo third, he's T4 right now. That's only one clear position up. Well, the big thing for David, of course, is to try and get himself inside the top 150. That's like he's outside of that right yeah, now well, as it stands. And I think looking good, looking unless good he on totally that. collapses, he's yeah. going to do that, which is gets him basically the same status as he has this year. He's been uh, in, I think this is his 21st event of the year. So the only difference, obviously, is that in that category, you don't necessarily get to play where you always want to play. You got to play when they tell you to play and you play a lot in the summertime. So, uh, but good for David. He'll also get him if he's inside 150, he also gets him into the web.com tour finals if he wants to go that route and try and get a full card through there through that big rat race. But great to see him playing well. He's he's been talking the last couple of weeks when I've chatted with him or texted with him. He says he really feels close. Uh, he thinks things are going to happen. He had a couple of good rounds at the RBC Canadian Open. He's gone back to the long putter maybe a couple of months ago, the unanchored long putter, mm-hmm. and that's made a big difference for him, I think. Similar look at Adam Scott. Exactly. Put a long wand back in the bag. You turn into a different person, right? I think David's only got one putter in the bag, as far as I know. <laughs> and, of course, David, if, if things don't work out with that putter, we can always go to driver, and I can help you with yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Always help you with that. Uh, other players making a big move is some big names here, Bob, especially Sergio Garcia. Wow. Who has gone basically missing in action for the entire year. Hasn't had a top 10 in a stroke play event on the PGA Tour since the beginning of March. Think about that. That's amazing, isn't it? Okay. And he has vaulted up 13 spots to 118 projected right now. Sergio did this a few years ago. Was on the verge of missing the playoffs. Got in on the last week. And one at the time, which was called the Barclays, now the Northern Trust, the first playoff That's event right. of the year. Do you remember that? That's unreal. How about, though, the one the one that surprised, the shocker to me, is DA points. Have you seen his record? Yes. He's <laughs> missed, what, 13 cuts? or? Yeah, I think the last, well, here it is. The last cut he made was the Sony Open in Hawaii. There you go. Actually, That's, not, it's not quite true. He made the Barbasol Cut Championship. Okay. So, but, so he's made one cut. That's the only that. cut he's made since, since uh, Hawaii. Oh, my God. And he's got a chance... Now, he won last year on tour, so he's okay for next year. Right. He doesn't have to worry. But they don't want to in. miss out on that bonus money yeah, either, right? Exactly right. And uh, check it out a little bit further on this one, of, on the other side of that coin. Guys that you you know kind of think would be part of the playoffs and guys that you think wouldn't need to be making pushes. Shane Lowry, 141, will miss the FedEx Cup playoffs. Graham McDowell. Graham McDowell, 145, Bob. That's just will, a shocker to me. Like, you know, I'm Bill Haas. 153. Um, just, you know, some of these names. But now, of course, Mackenzie Hughes at 160. He'll miss the FedEx Cup playoffs. But Mac Hughes, he'll get keep his card, obviously, because of the, t- the two-year exemption from his win right. at the RSM Classic. And he knew that going in. Interesting, you know, he made... So he decided to try and make some swing changes at the start of the year or swing, swing alterations, I guess, rather yeah. than changes. And he knew he was going to do that, knowing that he would probably take a step back, knowing that he had a free year. So it's a good time to do it. So a lot of those... Results are are not not a huge surprise to him. I don't think. Obviously, they didn't want them, but right. uh, but he's he, if you're going to do that, this is the year to do it. You know, Ricky Barnes. You know, never won on the PGA Tour, but Ricky Barnes has been on the PGA Tour basically for 48 years. Yeah, you know, I don't remember right. Ricky Barnes not being <laughs> on the right. PGA Tour. I can remember being at the British Open, and I want to say 2006. I think he won the U.S. I think Ricky won the U.S. Amateur. Yeah. And after the, he was playing as an amateur in the British Open, and right. after that, it was he missed the cut, so that was the end of his amateur career. 
and we happened to be at the same restaurant as he and his family, and they were celebrating basically the end of his amateur career and the wine. She was a flowing. She was a flowing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? He's had. I don't want to. You know, listen, a guy who wins the USAM, a guy who's been out there as long as Ricky Bards. You probably would have expected a victory at some point along the way. It hasn't happened. But he's been out there for 12 years. He's made a living. 12 years. And here he is sitting at 175 uh, on the FedEx Cup point list. So there's some, uh, you know, there are some weird ones. It is not easy to stay out there. Uh, Camilo Vijegas, where where's that career gone? You know, he's at 197. Is he, no, sorry, 194. Anyway. Uh, that's what's happening. It's the tournament within the tournament. It's wild card weekend on the PGA. This is the first. This is the one tournament a year where you look as mo- much at the bottom of the rankings, yes. as the leaderboard, as you do at the top of the leaderboard. And of course, this will continue at different numbers. It, the now, as we move forward, the number we're talking about right now is one twenty-five. That's the important number because that's the number that goes to the playoffs. After at the Northern Trust. Uh, the number will be 70. I'm broadcasting next week for PGA Tour Radio, Bob. It's, it's, it makes the broadcast a little bit more of a challenge because of the math involved. Sure. And, you know, you're, quite often throughout a, a week, you're chasing the leaderboard, but you're also maybe being sent to somewhere out on the front nine because someone's <laughs> chasing number 70. It's, it's right? a pretty cool. It's pretty cool the way the PGA Tour and their whoever their uh, brainiacs are who run the computer system can have that live as projections. Yes. Yes. I love that. It I is absolutely great. love that. So it goes 125, then it goes 100 to Boston, and then 70 to the BMW, and then 30 to the top. And let's not forget, this will be the last time we have four playoff events and the last time in Boston. That's right. So this will be the last year for that the storied history of that playoff event. All right. On the other side, Bob had an opportunity to catch up with the man who was right in the heat of the battle last week. In there, inside the ropes with Tiger Woods in the final round. He was looping for Gary Woodland, used to loop for Mike Weir, was on the bag of the 03 Green Jacket, Canada's only male major. Brandon Little had a chance to catch up with Bob Weeks. We'll hear from him next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the TP5 and TP5X Golf Ball. Five layers make it exactly like nothing else. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to switch today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by JPSM Golf, Canada's leading distributor of electric walking golf trolleys, including CartTech, MotoCaddy, and Stewart Golf Dream Machines. Visit jpsmgolf.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to GTC. One week removed from the... PGA Championship, not even a full week, but yeah, and the crowds, Bob. I, I was texting you even on the Thursday. I said to you, "Are there as many people there as, as it appears on TV?" And you were like, yeah, "I've never seen crowds like this on a Thursday." And and you know, I referenced this in our upcoming interview with uh, with Brennan Little, who's been to more PGA Tour events than, <laughs> than just about anybody, and uh, he was saying the biggest crowds ever. And he he talks a little bit about that, but it's it's an it was amazing to see how many people. How loud they were, how well behaved they were. There were no real yahoos there, mm-hmm. that, 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 which is a great uh, compliment to St. Louis. And I can, I can see them going back there, even if they, this course wasn't the greatest course for for people. But uh, boy, it was massive. 
Uh, if you're unfamiliar with Brandon Little, he was the looper for uh, Canada's Mike Weir. Uh, he was on Mike's bag for many years, on the bag for the Green Jacket at Augusta in 2003. Recently has been looping for Gary Woodland. Thus the reason why he was in the heat of the battle last week, because Gary Woodland played alongside TW on the final day on Sunday and saw just the mob of people and what a tiger roar sounds like on a Sunday in the major, in the hunt, is a different roar than anything you'll really ever hear. Bob had a chance to catch up with Brennan, talk about golf, talk about his week at the PGA Championship. And here is Brennan a little. Uh, long-time PGA Tour caddy, one-time Ontario Junior champ. Is that right? Uh, that is correct. <laughs> That's a long time. I, made, I even made you think. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, my nephew, uh, who's playing in the Ontario Junior Juvenile, now asks me questions all the time about this and that. I can't even remember. So I really can't remember much about two weeks ago. <laughs> well, I want to kind of wind back the clock a little bit to last week, uh, perhaps more than anything. But, of course, you carry for for, uh, for Gary Woodland. That's relationships now on uh, at least two years old now, I think. And um, and we wanted to start off by, by talking about uh, the fact that just before the tournament started, you came to me and said, that uh, that Woodland was playing really really well, and I kind of wanted to ask you, the caddy, how do you how do you know when your player is really on, or do you always know if he's playing well or playing not well? Uh, no, I don't think you do. It's funny for me, like Mike, I never really knew when I caddied for Mike Weir. There would be times when he'd come out of nowhere and play well, uh, and Camillo was the same way. Camillo didn't have his, you know, he, he would go in one week where he'd play great, you know, wins in Greensboro, and then goes and misses the cut. Gary is one of the few that, well, obviously the one of the third guy caddy for, but you can tell with him where he starts getting a little momentum. When he drives it well, it really sets everything up for him because he obviously hits it so far. And when he starts getting confidence with his driver and drives it in a fair way, he's a really good iron player. So he kind of, and he's really kind of trended in the right direction since the British. You know, Canada he started driving it really well. And then I knew last week that course was set up perfect for the long ball hitters. Right, so being a good driver, hitting off Zoysia. He grew up on Zoysia grass, so he loves chipping off it. So it all kind of came together. That's good. Well, obviously, he was here after the first two rounds and was in the hunt right down to the final. And, of course, that last round, uh, you were you were in the hothouse with uh, alongside Tiger Woods. I know that's not the first time you've, you've caddied in a group with, with Tiger Woods. Um, what's, from your standpoint, what's the atmosphere like and how different is it than anything else? Uh, it's totally different. Honestly, I think if you're a guy like Gary, it's probably a two-stroke penalty to play with him, but for, especially for a guy that hasn't done it all the time. I think if you're a guy that's in contention all the time, like a Justin, you know, not Justin Thomas now, but if you're a Rory or if you're a guy that's like Phil that's been there, it's okay, but it's just so crazy. The minute Tiger walks off, there's 200 media guys going, there's people screaming at him. So it's a totally different, different atmosphere than playing with anyone else. Did, did, you, did you prepare Gary for that? Did you talk to him about what was going what to happen? No, I, I really didn't. But he's yeah. friends with Tiger, and, and, you know, he's been out there long enough. I'm sure he's had some crazy rounds with, with Tiger. I don't know if he's played with Tiger in, in a major before, but we've played some times with Rory or Jordan where it's like this is just a totally different level. And the crowds last week were as good as I've ever seen. So, yeah, I was going to ask. I was going to ask you about that because it's it's it's. I, I don't think I recall ever seeing as big a crowd, and they were vocal. But there was really not, from my standpoint, and I wasn't out there the whole round. But there wasn't there seemed to be too many bashers, too many negative things being said. Was I right on that? 
totally. I think it was a great crowd. I think St. Louis is a perfect town because they don't have a lot. I mean, I, I stayed with Doug, my friend there, the, the Doug Armstrong, and like he said, they have baseball and you have hockey. But other than that, it's, it's a sports town. They're just starving for good sports. And it was a huge event. You go to New York, you go to Boston, you go to Pebble. I mean, they get events all the time. Right. So it was it was a great crowd. Um, I, I don't know what the numbers were, but, I mean, it was – I, I, I told Rizzi, Rizzi had called me, and I said, it's probably – it was as noisy as it was for the President's Cup singles match with Tiger. Wow. Except they were cheering for you. Yeah, and I said <laughs> – and everybody was chanting Tiger or going to the Greens. I mean, it was, it was crazy. I can't and, believe it. Um, and, and do you interact with Joe LaCava, his caddy, and, and with Tiger during the round? Do you guys comment on anything, whether it's the crowd or, or anything else? Uh, not the crowd. There's a little bit of chatter. Um, obviously, when it's twosomes, it's a little harder because you kind of walk off the tee, and, you know, I want to walk with Gary. I don't want him walking. He and Tiger, if he and Tiger are talking, that's fine. I'll, I'll sit there and talk to Joe. But, you know, you get the odd comment around the green. When Gary tore up that one hole, both the guys made the putt in the right side of the hole where, mm-hmm. the, where the hole was tore up. And I said to Tiger, I said, hey, thank God we tore that hole up or you guys both would have missed it. You know, he starts chuckling. But it's <laughs> on you on the back nine. I mean, he's focused, right? And it's so loud. And it's you just – you're just kind of uh, – you're kind of on your own because you're, you're walking off the tee. One time you're getting water. One time you're – he's going left, you're going right. So there's yeah. not a lot of talk. Joe and I talk. We're good buddies, but it's at the same time you're, you know, you got you're thinking about the next shot, thinking about getting the yardage. I'm looking at the green book, finding where the, you know, I know where the pit is, but I'm just kind of going over things. Right. So it's not like a Thursday Friday round where it's a five hour round. You're kind of moving quick. Right. Right. Um, now, do you do you get a little bit wrapped up in what's going on and the excitement? I know you're trying to focus on a job and you've got to keep Gary around and. But do you do you also sort of look around and say, hey, I think Tiger might have a chance to win this? No, I really didn't. Because, you know, he, I, to be honest, I don't know. I guess I, I kind of saw the scores a little bit, but I, I, I didn't really think that, hey, this might be his chance to win. And I knew from looking where Brooks got off to a bad start. We played with Brooks on Saturday. Right. And I'm like, this, this, he's just playing way too well to, to back up. I, and I don't know. I looked up there, and he made a bogey or a double early. But I'm like, the Tiger was running out of holes. Right, right. And then when I, I – I think, honestly, standing on 17T, I'm like, if he can make a couple birdies here, he's got a chance. And then when he hit that drive, I was like, you know. But, you know, you don't, really, you don't really know what's going on. You see some leaderboards, but at the same time, I wasn't really paying too close to it because we were not in contention. You've got a job to do anyway, right? you got to keep your guys yeah. well off as you can. Yeah, I mean you're yeah you're worried about what he's doing and it, it, everything goes so fast. And now now you got the uh, you've got the FedEx Cup ahead of you four weeks hopefully probably. Um, how do you prepare for that right now? Obviously taking a week off because I know you've been on the road for for a stretch here. Yeah, it's, it's been a month on the road, so it's good to be home. Just take it easy. And then uh, you know I called Gary, just made sure I said you know keep working on your putting. Um, Keep working on the stuff that he's been getting better with over the last three or four weeks, and there's really not much to do. I mean, you get out there, we'll, we'll get a good feel Monday afternoon, kind of play nine holes, play 18 Tuesday probably, maybe nine, and then Pro-Am Wednesday. We've played there before, a um, couple new holes, I guess, at Ridgewood, but it's just a matter of 
from my standpoint, just making sure that, you know, for him, he hits a lot of wedges, works on his chipping, because his, his driving's good. His iron play's always been really good. So I just want to make sure that anything I can do to, to, to improve his short game, and it's not even technical, it's just more practice. So that's about it. But, I mean, they right. do their own thing. Um, <laughs> you see him, see him when you get to the first tee or the practice range, I guess. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, listen, congratulations on a nice PGA. Congratulations on a nice season. And uh, best of luck in the uh, playoffs. And uh, we'll look forward, forward to seeing you down the road a little bit. Okay. Thanks, Richie. So, uh, Brandon, a little really kind of echoing a lot of your statements and your thoughts about the crowds in St. Louis, the city of St. Louis. I guess, you know, at the end of the day, Bob, too, I was sitting here thinking as I was listening to that interview, because that's the first time I've heard it. Um, you know, we, we we all kind of beat up on the golf course a little bit when we first saw it, yours truly included. I'm like, there is just no drama here. There's no risk-reward. There's no volatility to the leaderboard. Yet, on Sunday, you know, we had a pretty exciting Sunday. It got bunched. Uh, and really, if... Adam Scott can make a little putt on 17, and Tiger Woods can find a fairway on 17. Those two things right there really deflate the finish. Otherwise, we could have had a much tighter finish. Yeah, and think go back go back to Saturday and look at Tiger missing seven putts inside 15 feet for either birdie or eagle on the last seven holes, or three putting on 17 for a par. You know, one shot here or there probably could have made a huge difference. It's still, you know, it was sad that it played so soft. Uh, I think it was always going to do that just because of, of where you are and what time of the season you are. But um, but I think there could have been a lot of drama down the stretch. If you, And there was. I mean, the, the one lasting memory, though, just speaking, going back to the crowd, where we were set up to do our, we were going to come on right after the golf was finished, essentially. So we were set up, and basically we were on the driving range, which was parallel to the 18th hole. So if I'm looking straight down where I was, if I looked slightly to the left, I saw the 18th green. If I looked slightly to the right, I saw the exit. There was a, a, a boardwalk where people were going to get the buses. Tiger was two groups ahead of Gary of uh, Brooks Kepka, And as soon as he finished, this massive crowd was leaving. And when Brooks Kepka came around, the stands were sort of full, but there wasn't nearly that many people around. So you can understand the power. Anytime someone says, why do we see so much Tiger on TV? That's why we see it. Everybody was there to see Tiger. Um, not everybody, but no, most I know, I hear you. I hear you. He, he doesn't, he's not the straw that stirs the drink. He's the drink. It's yeah, the end of story, exactly. right? So um, curious, just before we take a, a break here, on the other side, we're going to get everybody caught up with 20 Weeks TaylorMade. We're in our final week of 20 Weeks TaylorMade. But you can still win, so so we'll get into that next. But the one thing we still have not seen Tiger Woods do one thing this year, and, and I'm and I'm not talking about winning, but we've now seen him do a bunch of things. We've seen him contend at regular tour PG tour events. We've seen him uh, almost win the last two majors of the year. Uh, he finally crossed the finish line, in my opinion, on Sunday. It's the first time he hasn't beaten himself. He shot 64. He ran through the finish line. Someone else just beat him. So we're we're knocking these things off one at a time. But other than winning, Bob, the other thing we haven't seen him do, and you brought it up there with the short putts on Saturday, and you and I talked about it on Thursday with the start he had, we haven't seen him play four rounds of golf in the same tournament yet. Mm-hmm, you're right. There's always one or one and a half rounds of golf like a nine-hole on the weekend or an opening round on a Thursday or something like that, that puts him in the position to where he was Sunday, where instead of leading by four, and we know what he does when he leads by four. He wins by ten. Right. We have not seen that yet, right? So will we see four rounds of golf in the same tournament? 
Still waiting on that. All right, on the other side, how can you win a full set of TaylorMade Golf Club's custom fit tour experience and a Stewart X9 electric walking trolley? That valued prize right there, close to $8,000. How can you win? We'll let you know next. 20 Weeks of TaylorMades will continue. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, was brought to you by JPSM Golf, Canada's leading distributor of electric walking golf trolleys, including Kart Tech, Moto Caddy, and Stewart Golf Dream Machines. Visit JPSMGolf.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we wrap up Hour 1. I don't know where it went, Bob, but 20 Weeks of TaylorMade is coming to an end. This is the final week for 20 Weeks of TaylorMade. We've given away uh, close to $20,000 worth of TaylorMade product throughout the summer on Golf Talk Canada, and we have our grand prize left to give this week. It's a full set of TaylorMade golf clubs, top to bottom, bag included, wedges, putter, irons, fairway woods, hybrid. Golf balls. Golf balls. Driver. Fitting, tour fitting experience. You'll go through the full fitting experience with our friends at TaylorMade. If that's not enough, Stewart X9 electric walking trolley. It's one of the top models. It's a $3,000 or uh, model of an electric walking Amazing. cart. The pr- grand prize alone is close to 8000 bucks. The only way you can win is if you subscribe to Golf Talk Canada TV and radio on YouTube. That's Golf Talk Canada TV and radio on YouTube. You subscribe. It's free. And you have a chance to it's, win. And it's like get, one click of a button. That's it. And we've had a great, I got to say, we had a, a huge year uh, wanting to kind of launch our YouTube channel because, we, you know, something, you can't do everything all at once, I guess. No, but, right. uh, you know, we thought, hey, you know, it'd be great to have a YouTube channel because, it's uh, it's a place where you know people who love golf talk Canada TV and radio can get our content and and golf related content that we love twenty four seven and who knows down the road maybe we'll just do content just for YouTube we sure. don't know right that's right we are going to be by the end of this year we're going to be close to two thousand subscribers that's great we're already well over one million original streams of content wow. And several million impressions since deciding to do this in January, February of this That's year. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people engaging with us on Golf Talk Canada. So thank you so much, and thank you to the people at TaylorMade, and of course Stewart Golf, JPSM Golf, everybody who got behind Twenty Weeks TaylorMade this year, Golf Talk Canada, and the YouTube channel. It's fun, and again, maybe next year, Bob, it is. Running with Bob, the cooking show. Remember Walk with Yan? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Walk I do Yen? Walk with Yan. Yes. In fact, a guy that I worked with very early in my television career produced that show. You're kidding <laughs> Isn't me. That hysterical. I think we bring it back, but it's Walk with Bob, and it's a running <laughs> slash cooking show. About, uh, this could be good. This could how about, be how about we combine, we do a running golf show, so you have to run and play golf at the same time. <laughs> do you remember that show on the Golf Channel? We were having this conversation uh, a couple weeks ago with somebody, I was thinking, it was like their version of The Amazing Race. It yes. lasted one season. Yes. Do you remember that on the golf? 
<laughs> That's right. Oh, my God. That is so funny. On the other side, uh, we're going to have Scully time. Yeah, of course, Scully will jump in. I want to get Scully's reaction to our Twitter poll question from Toronto Today, which I hosted yesterday. And you and I are going to jump into it in hour two as well, Bob. And the, the, the Twitter question was, how many times will Tiger Woods win between now and Augusta? Once, two or more, or none? Let me let me let me preface this question first. Okay, how many times do you think he's going to play? I think ten that? starts, maybe eleven, and and we can break it down in segment six. I'll tell you how I get to ten eleven. Okay, because it's not PG Tour starts. It's an any oh. professional golf tur- tournament minus. Are you are you including the ten million dollar match against Phil Mickelson? No, okay. no, that doesn't count, and the Ryder Cup doesn't count. But if he's feeling as healthy as he is. You know, is Dubai and Abu Dhabi back on the on the on the radar for the right price tag? Yeah, like uh, Turkish Airlines open back on the radar. Do you think? I don't know if anybody's going to go to Turkey this year. Well, that's true too. I think right? it's a little bit of that's a riskier true too. proposition right now. Yeah, um, but 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 uh, so, okay. Do you think this ten million dollar match is going to come off? Well, why is it stalling? Why no, were we told it's on? It's a done deal, and now it's gone away. Well, there hasn't been a formal. Phil said it was a done deal. Tiger yeah. said he was still waiting for the contract. Right. So, so I, where are we at? Any, What's going on? They should be playing any. for their own dough. And now I'm interested. Oh, you know that. You now know I'm that. interested. I'm really not interested. I'll watch it, but I won't care. But don't you think it's just like the skins game? Yeah. It's going to be really exciting. It's going to be great. And after about the fourth hole, you're going to kind of go, eh. Yeah. It, I, Bill's yeah, up by yeah. three or Tiger's it's up by It's going to be, the, I said this a couple weeks ago to you. They've got to come up with a really interesting format for this to remotely keep me till the end. Like if they play uh, match play, it's, I'm probably going to get bored. If they play a straight stroke play, it's not going to work. I think they got to come up with like it's if they're going to Vegas, let's go to Vegas for a reason. Let's play some of the craziest golf games, a way of handing out money, like the weird games that we would play with our friends and stuff. Have you like, ever heard about some of the stories about how the betters play there? Like they all play in their own cart, yeah. no limit on as no limit on the number of clubs you can have. Right. And a lot of times, what they'll do for betting is they'll say, "Okay, I get to take three clubs out of your bag. That's your handicap." So That's I what I mean. Your driver, like, your wedge, stuff like that's got to go yeah. down, right? If they do stuff like that. I love it. Every other hole, they switch left-handed and right-handed. Right. Let's put $10 million in the pot and not decide. Let them bet on how that $10 million is going to be handed out. Mm-hmm. Like on the first hole, Tiger says to Phil, on the first hole is they're mic'd up. All right, let's let's make it interesting right out of gates. I bet you a million dollars, you know, I I beat you, I win this hole. Yeah. Or I bet you a million dollars I can beat you on this hole and I won't use a putter. Or like something crazy. Let's yeah. make it yeah. nuts and then I'm in. Okay, so I'm with you. All right, on the other side, the back nine of GTC. Winners, weird and what? Tiger Twitter poll, what the schedule might look like, how he gets there. Muskoka Bay golf giveaway. We're going to give away a free round at Muskoka Bay. And, of course, lots of Scully time. What's, ti- what's Scully think about Tiger's schedule? Tiger's wins. All that's that, plus all the leaderboards in the world of golf. we got to get caught up on that and what's happening at the bottom end of that 125 at the Wyndham Championship. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca. We'll be right back with more GTC.
This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome to the back nine, hour two, GTC, Zacchino and Weeks, both in studio with you for the full two hours. Scully will be up shortly for Scully time. We've got uh, Tiger Chat talking about those poll results, what the schedule might look like, how you know I came to my 10, 11 starts. We'll see if Bob thinks uh, I'm remotely close or that maybe I'm uh, missing a few loose screws on this one. Uh, we'll give away free golf at the Muskoka Bay Club. Lots to get to, but of course, it's three dub. It's winners, weird, and what, and Bob has the tee. All so, right. So what do I do? Oh, oh sorry. You need Go ahead. Thing. I no, forgot. You I stepped for... on your theme music. Start again, please. <laughs> So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball. Now, now that's usually where you used that's to step. That's where I come before in now. You Boy, step I'm on so lowest. rusty. I haven't been in the you, office you, you stepped on Peter so now this time. Oh, my goodness. Anyway. <laughs> All right. My winner this week, and, and maybe, maybe, I can, maybe these guys can find some background music for me here, because my winner this oh. week is the Queen of Soul. Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin. The great Aretha yeah. Franklin, who left us. This week, and uh, I was a big Aretha Franklin fan. I, I loved listening to her. That of her singing uh, "You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman" at the Kennedy Center Honors was with for Carol King was unbelievable. Now, are you a Motown fan in oh, general, yeah, Bob? Big time, really? Big time, big time. But here's something you may not have known. What's that? That the Queen of Soul was a big golf fan. I did not know this. She I, I said, did not know this. <laughs> <laughs> she said one of her. Uh, one of the things she really wanted to do was to oh. walk 18 holes oh, with Tiger. Thank you. She wanted to walk 18 holes with Tiger Woods. Really? And, believe it or not, she did. She actually went to a golf tournament in 1997, and she walked the course along with Tiger. It was in Akron, so I'm assuming it's... It must the be the Bridgestone, Bridgestone. Uh, Invitational. She walked along, and apparently not many people recognized her, because why would you think Aretha well, Franklin would be there? You're thinking about her in context, right. right? You're going, why am I at a golf tournament and I'm with Aretha Franklin? And she said, for relaxation and exercise, she liked to go to the driving range and hit a few golf balls and then walk a few holes for, for uh, the exercise. Oh, good for her. I had no idea. I Why are no we finding idea. out about this now? I had no idea, and I was a big Aretha fan. So there you got some you R-E-S-P-E-C-T well, for I, the queen of soul. You know what? Uh, obviously, losing a legend influenced so much music, so many people. A lot of the divas, obviously, today that uh, are pop stars. As Bob is getting down in the studio, by the way. There's... <laughs> A big groove session. Although this particular song was ruined for me. Oh, Because no. all you bloody Buffalo Bills fans with that horrible oh, yeah. push in the 90s. <laughs> R-E-S-P-C-T, Jim Kelly passed to Andre Reid. I wanted to hang myself <laughs> with that crap from the early 90s. All right. Well, my weird this week is... Uh... I have seen a lot of uh, a lot of uses for golf clubs and golf bags and things over the year. <laughs> Most of carrying I'm golf scared clubs. of this one. But uh, we, the, the, some people in uh, Brownsville, Texas, police in Brownsville, Texas, found 
uh, this week that they seized $40,000 worth of marijuana stashed inside some golf bags. Really? Complete... You sure this wasn't the Toronto Hunt Club? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Complete with fake golf clubs to make it look realistic. And this is, the be- <laughs> this is the best part. According to the Chronicle, this is the newspaper down there, border agents in Brownsville, Texas, spotted right. some people in the Rio Grande River swimming to Texas in Mexico mm-hmm. and decided to search the area. When they did, they uncovered some abandoned golf bags stashed on the riverbanks near the golf course, presumably waiting for someone to uh, grab them and uh, maybe some people dressed in terrible plaid clothing to pick them up and walk out. Now, they understand that they what they were going to do was take these onto the golf course, sneak it onto the golf course, take the green onto the green mm-hmm. and make a clean getaway, but uh, they, they were caught. They were snatched, so uh, no, too bad for these people. Wow. They lost golf, 40 grand golf, for the pot. Golf bags are the mule. That's right, exactly. Hey, y'all, exactly. on my mule, eh? And my what? Tony Montana there for you, Bob. My what is, what a day for Allie Gibbs. For who? <laughs> Allie Gibbs. Do you know Allie who Allie Gibbs Gib is? No, I thought you almost said Allie G. I thought no. for a second there. <laughs> no. Allie G. That's right. Sasha Baron Cohen. No. Allie Gibbs. She's a 51-year-old from London, England. She was playing in a 36-hole ladies' club championship. So she starts off, and she aced her fifth hole of the day. Hole in one. How about that? Wow. A couple hours later. She aced the Come hole on. again. Come on, Bob. After a short while after that, she added a third hole-in-one on the 11th hole. Three hole-in-ones in one How day. How does this happen? She'd never made an ace before, and she made three in one day. All attested, viewed. It's all on there. Congratulations. This is unreal. How? Isn't that amazing? It's, the odds are, are I, it's almost impossible. It's like, I don't even. At the Croham Hurst Golf Club in London. I want to play there. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like way more fun than the golf I'm playing. <laughs> How many have you had? Two. Okay. One at age 14, one at age 35. Wow. One was a horrible shot at 14, a raging skull that hit the stick and dropped. And at 35, you're going to love this story, I actually called it. Really? So playing the Did you point uh, like Babe Ruth? No, it wasn't that kind of thing. It wasn't the the uh, the the natural theme song in the background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. I get to the third hole of the Toronto Hunt, one fifty five, front right hole location. Um and there was a, there's a back slope that that's just a feeder slope to the left. Right. So I say to Robert Arms, you know, my good buddy, good buddy yep. Roberto Armez, I said, Robert, I said, you know, if you could hit one just about ten to twelve feet. Up on that slope, just left of the hole, you can back. feed it off there, and you, you know backdoor hole one here. I get up, I hit a, I hit a little nine iron, bang on that slope. I hit about one fifty seven on that slope. Sure enough, trickled down. Watch it go in the back of the. Cup. Amazing. Yeah, there you Amazing. go. Well, Unbelievable. Yeah, uh, T is yours now, Mark. Thank you, sir. Gonna play R. I'll answer the question. <laughs> you want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. The truth. All right, Bob. Uh, we've been talking about FedEx Cup all day and the push for 125. And I love guys trying to make the playoffs, trying to keep their cards, trying to get to that big cash bonus season with their backs against the wall. Johnson Wagner comes in. Uh, to this uh, final Wyndham Championship with his back against the wall. He come, came in on the outside looking in, trying to make a push. He needed to make the cut at the Wyndham Championship just to keep his playoff hopes alive. He comes to the last hole on Friday. He has 136 yards. He needs to make birdie to make the cut. And what does he do? 
He jars it for an eagle to Boom. make it to the weekend. So with his story. back against the wall, needing birdie, he jars it. It's on the fly. He makes it to the weekend, and he still has an opportunity. He needs a big weekend, but at least he gave himself one for Johnson Wagner, PGA Tour veteran, and really one of the real nice guys. I was He's just going to say, guy. one of my favorite guys yeah, to talk with. Same here. So it's really hard not to cheer for Johnson Wagner because he is such a good guy. My weird bop this week, and it is weird. It's bizarre because... Usually, you'll see playoffs in events, and in the bigger the playoff gets, usually the better the score you need to kind of end it, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. At the U.S. Amateur this week <laughs> yeah. at Pebble Beach, okay? The U.S. Amateur this week, we're in the stroke play portion before they get... Uh, metal play? Get it down to metal play. To match play. Thank you. So, metal play to match play. There was a 24-man playoff... For the last spot to get to match 24 for one. 24 for one. It's like 649 odds. Jacob Bergeron is the man that grabs the last spot in the match play portion of the U.S. Jam. 24 guys playing the famous 18th hole at Pebble Beach. Bogey gets it done. I know. Isn't that amazing? He gets in with a bogey (laughs) in a 24-man playoff. How does that work? And on the heels of your... Interview of Brandon Little on the heels of your, I guess, talking uh, about how wonderful the crowds were at St. Louis, and there's there was no yahoos and no mashed potatoes and no baba buoys and just a great, respectful, energetic, enthusiastic golf crowd in St. Louis. Apparently, we find out the week earlier, not so much Uh-oh. for the final Bridgestone Invitational. Joe LaCava, oh yeah, reported that there was someone. Heckling Tiger persistent. Actually, I, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry. Heckling Tiger persistently. I was looking for the round, but I don't actually see what day the round was. But apparently, he had to go over and slide this guy 25 bucks to stop heckling Tiger. He was, he was going to give him the money back that he paid for his ticket. Is that where the, 25, where the 25 comes? value came from? So he gives him $25 to stop, and apparently the guy does. <laughs> wow. So, like... Like twenty five, but so first of all, let's think of the mechanics of this here for a second. First of all, you're a big enough moron to to say I'm going to a golf tournament and what am I going to do with my time? I'm going to heckle Tiger Woods. So first of all, you're a big enough idiot to do that. Then you're even more of an idiot that twenty five dollars shuts you up. This is a billion dollar athlete. So you decide that my time is not only not worth like <laughs> treating it with respect where I'm going to heckle, then it's only worth 25 bucks. Yeah. You're an idiot. That's right. You're an absolute moron. I hope you're hearing this. I hope this gets back to you. I hope everybody around you, well, I wish, you know what? I wish that's when you want the other drunks in the crowd yeah. to turn around and just just knock the guy right out. That's right. That's a drunken, what do you call it? A drunken law, Bob. We want drunken martial law. Drunken here. martial law. Yeah. Heckling Tiger with your time and then 25 bucks shut you up. God. Yeah. One thing he, probably, I, he probably took the 25 and went back to the bar. Yeah, well, there's one thing I hate more than just being a, a, a complete moron is being a dumb businessman. So, 25 bucks. <laughs> $25 to Tiger Woods is like uh, a, we dropped a dime on that. Well, it might be a little more to Joe LaCava. Well, that's true, too. But <laughs> you gotta think, I gotta think that Joe's submitting the uh, receipt for that. Yeah, probably right? expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, on the other side, Tiger Woods, will he win once, two or more, or no times between now and Augusta 
Bob and I both agreed that we thought he would win once. I'll tell Bob what I think the schedule might look like. And now that he's added a playoff event, if he wins in the playoffs, Bob, are you and I moving to two? Because if he wins in the next three, four weeks, why not another win before Augusta? We'll get into it next with Tiger Talk. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Premier golf in a perfect natural setting close to home. Limited memberships are still available for 2018. Don't be shut out. Visit cedarbraygolf.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakito and Bob Weeks. All right, let's get a little Tiger Talk in here on GTC because our poll question this week was, and we'll, I'll get the results out when we start Scully time on the other side. Uh, but it was, is Tiger going to win once, two or more times, or none between now and Augusta? You and I both agreed he would win once between now and Augusta. Um, I was including any tour he played on. And we're both thinking, I'm starting to think now, if he wins early, I might move this up. Bob, let, let's look at this for a second, because he's going to play four playoff events, right? Right. Okay. Does he make a fall appearance? Does he show up at a safe way or something and play one fall event? No. Okay. He's going to play the Hero World Challenge? No. It's his own event. <laughs> okay. You okay, he'll, that play. One? he'll play that one. Okay, five, that's five events. Left in 2018. Okay. Does he show up in Dubai or Abu Dhabi for an appearance money and take one shot in the desert in Europe? Uh, I'm going to say yes. Okay. So now we're at six starts. Okay. Now it gets interesting with the new schedule. Does he play Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines? Yes. Yes. Does he play Genesis Open where he's, at, uh, he's now attached his foundation Has to Riviera? It Has to. Okay. The following week is the World Golf Championship Mexico Championship. WGC event, which he will now qualify for. Does he play the WGC Mexico? Mm, yeah, of course he will. Okay. Then it goes to Honda. Arnold. It goes Honda Classic, Arnold Palmer, the Players Championship, and the Valspar Championship. Four in a row that we would all pencil him in to play. There's no way he's going to play all four in a row. Nope. How many of those Florida swing events does he play? Does he play three or does he play two? I think he plays Bay Hill and players. Okay. So that gets us to 11. We're already at 11. Okay. And then it is the match play. Does he play the Dell Technologies match play before we get to the Masters? How many weeks before? It is two weeks before the Masters. Yes. All right, so you and I could both easily agree that Tiger's going to play 12 times between where we're sitting right now and next year's Masters. 12 starts. So if he wins in 2018, if he wins that one event that you and I are alluding to between now and Christmas, so it could be any time in the playoff, or the Hero World Challenge, and assuming he doesn't show up and play Safeway in Napa or something right. like that, or something along those lines. 
then are you telling me you don't think? He, there's no way he doesn't win at one of those West Coast. It, it, oh, I just find it hard so to believe. Many opportunities there's so many win. opportunities that he yeah. would be have good shots you at. Know where, you know where I think he might be really good is the match play. Yeah, all those birdies and the mistakes don't mean as much. Exactly. I'm telling you, Bob. I just, I know, maybe I know we're all Tiger hot right now and whatnot, but uh, I got, I, I got to think. I have to think that he's going to be getting close on this. So, all right, we're going to open phone lines soon at eight seven zero ten fifty because we're going to give you our trivia contest. But before we do, let me pull up here because the poll was going for quite some time. Let me pull up what the actual results were in the uh, Tiger poll that we did do. So, Tiger Woods, we asked the Twitter universe, if I can find this thing here, we asked how many events will uh, Tiger Woods win between now and next year's Masters? And your choices were one, two or more, or none. And the winning poll number was one. 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 Guess what number two was? None. Yes, number two was none, Bob. Not gonna, two or more. I'm going to redo this is the, the poll. Twitter right, I'm going to redo the poll right now. Okay, giving you credit right now. We'll see what happens, and we'll see what happens at the end of the show if it changes right. at all. If, if people listen now, people listening, right. or they can go to your poll and right. log in. Right. No, I got it right here. Once. Yeah. Sorry, none. Actually, I'm sorry. I just took another glance here. I got it reversed. Wait, the votes are changing. There's <laughs> a three count. The n- none is forty three percent. Oh. One is 41%. So oh, that makes neck nine, and neck. Nine, yeah, neck and neck. Right. Two or more, 16. Now, do you find that surprising, those results? A little bit, yeah. Would you not think after what we've just seen that people would be going tiger nuts right now? And well, all I things, think Like I said yesterday, Jeff McDonald on Toronto Today, if he was listening to Toronto Today yesterday with that poll question, he would have been jumping through the radio at five or more. You know, he loves tiger. Five or more, Well, wow. he just loves That's tiger, healthy. right? You know what I mean? Sure. He, but I think objectively, if you look at it, how can you not see what you just saw and think he might have a chance to win? I don't know. I guess everyone has their their opinions. I just, but I just find <laughs> even it if surprised. they're wrong, even if their opinions are wrong, I, I don't I don't validate wrong opinions. <laughs> Sorry, I just I just don't. All right, phone lines are opening 416-870-1050. 416-870-1050. We're giving away a free round of golf. At the Muskoka Bay Club, one of Canada's finest golf courses. I was just up there a couple weeks ago for the first time this week. I got the first time this year, excuse me. Um, I spoke with TJ Alderdice. In fact, we're going to have TJ uh, with an interview I did on location with TJ up there. We'll have that on Golf Talk Canada this upcoming uh, Wednesday. But I couldn't believe how good the golf course was, like in terms of conditioning. Yeah. Like really tickety boo. The greens are perfect. They're running at 11 every day, perfectly smooth. Course is amazing. We had such a wonderful time. So thank you to everybody at Muskoka Bay. So this is a great thing giving away a free round of golf, getting up there and using it and checking out. Because even if you use it in the fall, fall might, might be the prettiest time up in Muskoka. Our trip a question is this. To the first person with the correct answer, Brent Snedeker shot 59 on Thursday at the Wyndham Championship. How many players now have shot a sub-60 round of golf on the PGA Tour? How many players have shot a sub-60 round of golf on the PGA Tour in history. Now, we're not looking for how many rounds of sub-60. We're looking for how many players have done it. 
because there's a trick in there because one person has done it twice. So don't count that as two. Count it as one. How many players have shot 59 or better, sub-60, on the PGA Tour? For the first correct answer, 416-870-1050. 416-870-1050. You'll get a free round of golf in the Muskoka Blake Club. Coming up on the other side, it's Scully time. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Premier golf in a perfect natural setting close to home. Limited memberships are still available for 2018. Don't be shut out. Visit cedarbraygolf.com today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and new Tour 360. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC. Congratulations, Carmen Mora. Carmen, you get the free round of golf Muskoka Bay Club with the first correct answer was in. You were the first caller, and you had it right. Nine. Nine players have broken 60 on the PGA Tour. Of course, Jim Furyk was a player I was alluding to, did it twice with the 59 and then the 58. So congratulations. And Sneds joining that club on Thursday. Now, welcoming in <clears throat> excuse me, to the studio, Adam Scully, master producer, co-host, does it all here on GTC. Scully. Even hosted one time. He's hosting now. Yeah. He's doing yeah. it all. It was fun. Which is great because then Bob and I had the conversation of potentially just doing this show uh, on the phone from bed every Saturday. <laughs> yeah. And said, yeah. you know what? There's silly for everyone. Called in the last three minutes of the uh, two <laughs> yeah, hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk it. about how you slept and uh, yeah. breakfast. And uh, yeah. All right, Scully. So I want to start with you on this Tiger poll. Yeah. Does he win once, two or more times, or none between now and Augusta? And what do you think of Bob and mine's projected Tiger schedule, considering this is also the first time we're seeing a new schedule? Yes, so that's very true. Uh, first of all, I've always been very uh, optimistic through this comeback. You know, going back to last year, saying he'd play at the Hero World Challenge. Sort of, sort of going out in a limb, yeah, and, and then he, he ended up doing it. So, uh, yeah. you know, uh, I, I was lucky there. Uh, so you both said 12, correct? 12 tournaments, between 11 and 12 tournaments? Yep. That's what we're guessing. So I, I think the most he will play is 14. Um, so, you well, know. Where do the extra two come from? Does yeah. he show up in the fall, and does he play no, all the... so if he does win one of these FedEx Cup events... Mm-hmm. The Century Tournament of Champions comes into play in Hawaii. And you think he goes to Hawaii? Potentially. I mean, he's a new man. Yeah. You know, he's, he's a little different than he was back yeah. in the day. Okay, okay. Um, so there's one. Um, of course, the uh, WGC HSBC in China, I would say, is probably not as likely in o- late October. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was said that. You never was, know. You never know. Fall event. It is a WGC yeah. event. So, so those were the two that I came up with. Right. Uh, in the schedule that I have created, he has uh, only two back-to-back. Oh, well, not including the FedEx Cup this year. Right. Uh, he has two back-to-backs. So next year, Genesis and WGC, WGC Mexico are back-to-backs. And uh, Arnold Palmer and the players are back-to-back. Right. right. And so if you look at his schedule this year, when he's played back-to-back weeks, typically 
in his second week of the back-to-backs, he's been a lot better. Yeah. Look at this year. So Genesis, miscut. Mm-hmm. The next week, 12th at Honda. Right. Valspar, he comes second. Right. Next week, he blows the driver left on 16 at, at Arnold Palmer, right. finishes fifth. Wells Fargo, 55th. Next week, 11th of the players. Mm. And then, of course, this past uh, couple weeks, uh, 31st at WGC Bridgestone, and then a runner-up at the PGA. So it's, it feels like with Tiger, uh, as he has said so many times earlier in the year, now that he's learning his body, right. once he has it into game speed, if you will, mm-hmm. the next week he knows where his body's at. He's not going to have that slower start. And so I think the more back-to-backs he can play, the better he will be. Which is why I'm saying Tiger is going to win the second FedEx Cup event. You like in him Boston. in Boston like where he's Boston. won before. Yes. Okay, does that mean you like him at two or more wins between now and Augusta than if he's going to yes, win that early? Yes, I do. And I like Bob's point about about Tiger doing well in match play. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he can hit a couple foul balls. Uh, we've seen it mostly with the driver, but sometimes the irons can get a little loose. And if you make a bogey or you make a double, it's just losing one hole versus losing two strokes. Right. So I think Tiger will be great, not only in the match play, but in the Ryder Cup as well. I think, Bob, too, these back-to-back stats that, that Scully's referring to as well has got, more, uh, has got is just as much to do with him feeling comfortable in his own skin. To the same reason why he has a rough time on Thursdays in a golf tournament and does better on the weekend. I think he needs some time to figure out what he has that week. What you know? What shot can he go to? Does he have a shot he can go to? And just feeling comfortable again. And if when he plays back to back weeks, it's almost like the first week he's figuring things out, knocking rust off, getting reps in. And by the second week, it's like he's ready to play golf now in in, in a tournament environment. And I'm wondering if we're starting to get past that yet. Although the Thursday hangovers still seem to be there. Yeah, he didn't break par. He hasn't broken par in a major championship in, I don't know, forever in the first round. But it does bring up one interesting thing. If we're going to go with that theory, then I would suggest that he should probably play the week before the U.S. Open. Ah. Where is that going to be? RBC Canadian Open. It is an interesting theory, and there's probably something to it. I think this stretch where he's going to play three in a row uh, could really give us a lot of insight into, into how his body is. I mean, he said, don't forget, coming into the PGA Championship, that he had to take some ice baths, mm-hmm. that he was a little inf- in, there mm-hmm. was a little inflammation. Mm-hmm. So um, I think he's still figuring out his body when he gets into stretches like this. Mm-hmm. But it, but there's probably something to the fact that he, uh, like you said, that he's uh, he's playing better in the second week when he kind of gets himself into a bit of a, uh, a groove. Now let me throw this one at you. You just bring up a good point with the Canadian Open, and I don't think I think the Canadian Open moves a good one uh, overall. I think we'll see more traction on what it could potentially do in 2020 when the yeah. U.S. Open moves to Wingfoot as opposed to being on the West Coast at Pebble Beach. However, that being said, I'm curious your opinion on this. Now I don't think it'll happen. For obviously for guys like Tiger, who know Pebble Beach inside out. He's won there. He won by 16 there. Still the greatest performance I've ever seen in a single tournament in my life when he won the 2000 U.S. Open. However, for guys who have never seen Pebble, for guys who are playing their first U.S. Open at Pebble, do guys add the six-hour round-a-day Pro-Am all of a sudden in February and show up at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am just so they can see Pebble before the U.S. Open? Or is it so different in, in February than what they'll see it in June that it's useless and they say, forget it, I don't need to add it? Yeah, it's, it's, it'd be a completely different golf course. I mean, it'd be, cool, it'd be cool to go play, and obviously six-hour rounds are not the... Most fun thing to do, but yeah, I, I, I'd say you wouldn't really see that many players. And you don't, you don't necessarily need to play 
that tournament to get a, a preview of Pebble. You can go That's out true. and play, yes. you know, sure. three Closer weeks to the or something yes. like that. You're right. Mm-hmm. True. And it's funny because I played it this year on the Monday following the AT and T because I was working the working the the radio broadcast that week. And normally I don't stick around to right. play golf because I want to come home because I've been on the road so much. Mm-hmm. But this year I did it twice. I did it at Kapalua. Uh, I never thought. Yes. I didn't think I'd get back, so I thought, let's play Kapalua, and I did it at Pebble. I, those are the only time I ever kind of used that privilege this year, mm-hmm. and uh, I have no idea what they're talking about Pebble pl- pl- playing easy because it kicked the crap out of me. <laughs> the rough was thick. It's the longest 6,900 I've ever played in my life. I don't know. You know yeah. It was cool. It was damp. I don't know. I, I thought it was a lot of golf course. I had a wonderful, wonderful time. Well, and if you need a caddy next year. Yeah, yes. Exactly. And, you know, I got lucky because I showed up on the Monday where CBS kind of really dominates the golf course on the Monday yeah. uh, thing. But I was lucky because I squeezed in with some friends from CBS, including our transplanted Australian-Canadian friend, Mr. Luke Elby, who lives in Calgary, married a Canadian girl, used to work with me on the radio team, now Luke's part of the CBS team, and uh, got a play, I got uh, slid into his group, so we had a great day at at Pebble, so anyway, what else is on your mind, Mr. Skelly? This is Skelly time, where where else are you going today? Yeah, one thing, um, you know, we brought up the Ryder Cup earlier, um, and, you know, unless something catastrophic happens, Tiger is going to be on the team. And one thing that's always been a hot topic of conversation is who to partner with Tiger. Um, because obviously through his years at Nike, you know, his ball was a little softer and spinnier than some. And, you know, we, we've seen Jim Furyk and Steve Stricker and Kucher. But who would be the ideal partner for Tiger at the Ryder Cup? For me personally, looking at who he's played with in practice rounds this year, is a guy like Bryson DeChambeau an ideal partner for Tiger? I mean, given how much pra- how the practice rounds they've played together, similar sort of uh, thought process to a degree. I mean, Bry- Bryson is who he is. Um, you know, is a guy, you know, if Kucher can make the team as a guy like Cooch, uh, what, what do you guys think? What about what about the guy that he was he sort of had in his pod in the last little bit when he's been an assistant captain in Patrick Reed? A mm. couple of emotional guys, a yeah. couple of guys who are... Uh, love to fist pump, love to get the crowd going. That would, of course, mean breaking up uh, Spieth and yeah. uh, and Reed. But that, that'd be interesting. See, I'm going to look at this a different way. I'm going to remove the emotion and the personality, which could make a mistake. And I'm going to look at this from a technical side. Also, I'm doing this because I don't want to bring up. Uh, I don't want to break up Spieth and Reed. So right. that's part of it. I don't want to ruin that team. And I'm going to go with Justin Thomas mm. because I'm going to go for a guy that a is young, so that Tiger can take a bit of that role on. Yeah. Okay. But also. I want a guy who lives in the fairway. I want a guy who lives, and when Justin's playing well, he kind of wins a little bit like Brooks Kepka wins. He outdrives the field. Look at what he did at Firestone. Oh, yeah. Just ripping it down hallways, 320 all day. The drive he hit on 18 was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So I want Tiger, I think, in a two-man environment to play with a guy who lives down the middle of the fairway. I don't mm-hmm. think you can put Tiger with a guy who you can't trust off the tee because you might have two blind mice chasing their tail for 18 <laughs> holes. And those 18 <laughs> holes, by the way, will be 13 because the match will end on 13 with yeah. two guys not in the fairway. So not Tiger and Phil Parker. Not Tiger. And <laughs> Bob, what do you think? Do you Kevin think you Kinder? go technical? Yeah. Do yeah. you think you go technical with a guy who lives in the fairway, or you think you go with an emotional matchup? And you might, by the way, get both with Justin Thomas because he's intense. Oh yeah, sure. and he lives in the fairway. Mm-hmm. It's always been tough to pick someone. Right? Yeah, it's always yeah. been tough. It depends on whether you're playing uh, playing alternate shot or you're playing right. You know, mm-hmm. uh, better ball. But it's uh, it's it's a, a, a interesting problem for Jim Furyk. 
Cash, you guys, another question. If you're Definitely. Jim Furyk, if you're Jim Furyk and you isolate three or four guys that you think could play with Tiger based on A, B, and C, he might be looking at it technically like I am. He may be looking at it emotionally like you are. Would you not sit him down and, and almost do a, a Tiger interview with him to say, do you want this? Because when you say yes, that if you, this is a different animal, just like it was at the PGA Championship. When you're inside the ropes with Tiger at a major, and the Ryder Cup might as well be a major. Absolutely, it's a. I want to hear what the guy I'm talking to has to say because I got to tell you right now, guys like Justin Thomas, guys like Patrick Reed, guys like Jordan Spieth, I think would lick that up, would absolutely love it. And I think there's some personalities here. Like Webb Simpson, like Ricky Fowler, like maybe even Bubba Watson, uh, for that matter, even Brooks Kepka, that might go, you know what? I don't really need that. I have enough pressure playing from uh, the red, white, and blue. I have. I don't need, you know, Friday, Saturday in the Boilermaker with. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you think there's any validity to maybe asking who wants to step up and grab this and run with it? Well, first of all, with playing with Tiger, one of the great comments that Brennan Little made was, you know, at the start of the day, it was essentially a two-shot penalty for Gary Woodland that he's t- playing with right. Tiger in the final round because right. people are running around and that sort of thing. Right. Of course, the Ryder Cup is different because there's only action on four or five holes. True. You know, at, at one time. Um, you look at a guy like, uh, I'm trying to think of, per- like, I-, I think Kepka would do okay because he just seems like a robot on the golf Well, just part. doesn't seem like he has a pulse. Yeah, and, right. it, but it seems like, you know, like you've got to have the personalities matching. I think a guy like Ricky Fowler would be okay uh, with Tiger, of course, if, if he's healthy. That's that's one thing, and who knows what's, what his right, oblique that's is going to... That's a question mark right now, yeah. But, uh, I mean, uh, you know, guys like Kisner, I mean, we saw Kisner and Phil have uh, have good... Uh, the they, were, they were good success yes. at the President's Cup, and they had the, one of the more uh, unique uh, celebrations as well uh, yeah, on one of the tricky. holes. But, you know, it's all about <laughs> in that it's, you know, personalities have to match, and um, with Tiger, you got to have someone who is sort of even keeled. Like someone who's a little way down the list at number 20 right now is Zach Johnson. For, mm. a, for a golf course that you got to keep it straight. Agreed. That's far down the, he, the, the he's line. He's had though, some, right? it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a, he'd have to do well in the FedEx Cup. Unless he does but, something in the playoffs to show you something huge. He's had past success, you know. He's a guy Before we go to break, speaking of having to pair somebody up with somebody who needs to keep it in the fairway, there's the same situation with Mickelson. Assuming Mickelson's on this team, oh, and yeah. he, the success he had with Kisner, right. and maybe Furyk is thinking a little bit like Bob right now, thinking, hmm, you know, maybe Kisner is the pick. He did great. Yeah. Hugely popular in the President's Cup uh, locker room. It plays well in, ma- in majors, so he's not care- scared of the spotlight. Look at him at the Open Championship, the PGA Championship last year, uh, a couple years ago. Uh, Kiz keeps it in the fairway. You yeah. need to you need to find somebody like that to play with Phil, mm-hmm. to play with Lefty. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. On the other side, we'll get you caught up with all the leaderboards in the world of golf. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and new Tour 360. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. 
live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC as we wrap up today's show. We're back this week for Golf Talk Canada Television on Wednesday. Let's take a look at some leaderboards from around the world of golf. The final event of the PGA Tour the regular season, the Wyndham Championship, your last chance to punch your ticket to the playoffs. Snedeker opens with that 59 and holds on to that lead at 14 under par with 36 holes to go. DA points at 12 under, CT Pan at 11 under, and Canada's David Hearn right now in a T4 position at 9 under par. Nick Taylor and Corey Connors playing well as well with 36 left. We'll get to that shortly. What else is going on in the world of golf, Bob? We've got the Winco Foods Portland Open presented by Kraft Heinz. That's the web.com tour stop. There's no other Heinz. It's a mouthful, isn't it? I imagine (laughs) that getting on the trophy. Uh, Derek Ernst is your leader. He's got a three-shot lead over Taylor Moore and Sungjae M, who are both at 11. A couple of Canadians here made the cut, and that is, I'm scrolling down, Albin Choi and Ryan Yip. They are both at two under. And keep in mind, guys, this is the last chance to officially get into the top 25 before the web.com tour final start. So if you're in the top 25 as at the end of Sunday night, you have your ticket already to the PGA Tour. Hello, Adam Svensson. There you yes. go. Hello, hello. Uh, Nordia Masters in the European Tour. Uh, Thomas Aiken and Paul Waring, your leaders right now, 13 under par. That third round is currently still in progress. Uh, Canadian Brad Fritch made the cut. Uh, nice he is that. through three rounds at uh, three over par, T53. The LPGA Tour is at the Indie Women in Tech Championship, driven by Group 1001. Another I name. Know, I don't know really what that means, but it's in <laughs> Indianapolis, Indiana. And the uh, leader is Sunghyun Park and Lizette Salas and Jin, Jin Young Ko, who are all at 13 under par. Daniel Kang, uh, Nasa Hatoka, Amy Yang, Angel Yi, and Carolyn Headwall are all uh, shot two shots back. Top Canadian AC Tangay is at six under. Ooh. Brooke Henderson at five under. Elena Sharp. This was uh, delayed, by the way. There was some rain, so Elena Sharp's at five under, but she is only through twelve holes of her second round. And the tournament within the tournament, who punches their ticket to the playoffs? The top one twenty-five right now. Nick Taylor playing well. Thirty-six holes left. He has vaulted himself into the playoffs. If it were to end right now, Taylor one twenty. He gets into the playoffs, keeps his card. Corey Connors, 129, 36 holes to go. A lot of the guys in front of him not playing. Corey Connors with a couple of good days. He'll find his way to the playoffs. And David Hearn, what a monster move right now by David Hearn. Pushing himself into the top 150 for conditional status. Projected at 134 right now. He's in T4. Guys, a solo third might be enough to get him all the way in the top 125. Well done, Hernsey, keep her going, boys. I just uh, want to give a shout-out to Joe Narza. <laughs> Joe is a producer here at TSN 1050 in Toronto. And Joe is playing in his first ever, ever club championship today. He's playing in the club championship at Carrying Place. Yes. He's pumped. He's excited. Joe, go have a, a great couple days. We hope you play well, and we hope you have a great time. And I'm hosting Toronto today here on 1050 on Monday as well. So I'll, we're going to recap because wow. Joe's, Joe's producing that. <laughs> so I go. told him we'll do a full segment on his yeah. introduction. Shot by shot. Yeah, shot by Which shot in my own First driver, six iron. And I just got a text from Mrs. Rob. Golf Talk Canada. <laughs> I got a text from Mrs. Golf Talk Canada yes. right now. Uh, Heather has, uh, because I took her car this morning to the studio. Oh, boy. My my penalty is she has stolen all the change in my car. 
<laughs> to start buying donuts. She has already hit Tim Hortons and is rifling through Tiny Tom Donuts. And this is in preparation of our day, Scully, because, oh boy. you know, Heather is like 102 pounds soaking wet in perfect shape. But she eats like a trash can, which makes it harder to live with. Because if I look <laughs> at food, I gain weight. If I walk by a Tim Hortons <laughs> and even think of a donut, I gain two pounds. <laughs> this woman eats anything she wants and, you know, looks like she's 21. Okay, and, and it is very. It sounds like a wonderful thing. Okay, until you have to live with this woman twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, and you're someone with my metabolism, and you want to hang yourself. So today is our trip to the Canadian National Exhibition. Oh. so what? What, the, what does that mean for the Zucchino? food? What, yes. that, so good, for really. the Zucchino couple, this is what that means for the Zucchino couple. I walk around the X with my beautiful wife as she consumes every piece of junk she can possibly see, smell, or get her hands on while I eat <laughs> vicariously through her and f- try to find some fruit. Salad. Yeah, yeah. that's my Saturday. Banana. Yeah. yeah. Uh, aren't I lucky? <laughs> what wow. are you guys up to? <laughs> not not, not quite the same as you. Like yeah. that. No. Uh, Maybe yeah. playing golf, you know? Yeah, play a little play, golf. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice day here in Toronto. So, uh, Lovely. 3.30 tea time for me. So. Good stuff. Good Looking stuff. Are we to. playing well right now, Scully, or are you putting with your driver like I am? You know, I'm not quite to that level. I, I played in my club championship uh, almost... Or two weeks ago, I hadn't touched a club since yesterday, yeah. and uh, I nearly had a couple of shanks. But, uh, Those are contagious. Yes. Watch it. How do you nearly have a shank? Yeah, you know, it, when you miss a, f- a, fi- a, f- a green with a five iron, 60 yards right. Well, I did that. But I got up and down for birdie. So Bob, no, Bob we okay. only have a minute left. Can you articulate your start? Because you've had some rush. You haven't played. You've been traveling. You played the other day. I played Thursday night, but and give I started us your start. off triple Ooh. birdie. Oh. Par, oh. bogey, triple, birdie. Model of consistency. <laughs> it's like Tony Fino at the uh, <laughs> Guys, have a yeah. great weekend. I you know too. you're also going for a tux video because your sister's getting married. Is. And play great. Bob, enjoy your golf. I Thank know you've you not been playing much, so I'm glad you're getting out there and pegging it up. And I'll see you. Enjoy uh, your eating, Mark. I'm going to enjoy my <laughs> watching Heather eat. I, I don't even get to eat. So, uh, uh, Scully, I'll see you in studio for Golf Talk Canada Television. Yes. Bob will be on location yes. at Our Ladies Open out in Regina. I'll see you via satellite, and we'll be back this time in this chair next week. Scully will be hosting as Bob will be out west, and I'll be in New York for the kickoff of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Remember, first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the closet. Thank you so much for listening. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at GolfTalkCanada.ca.